Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe, and I'm on the road this time. So guys, I know you're patient sometimes when I do the recordings on the road, so thank you so much. I'm actually in North Carolina for this recording. We're outside of Charlotte, I think, That's right, right now. At yes, the, at the Park Expo Center for the yes. 49th annual Christmas show. Is it the 49th annual? 49th. I can't imagine what the 50th is going to be like here. I can't either. Seriously. <laughs> right, Phoebe, right? thank you. And he is the chief of Norm's Farms. And I found you here in this um, booth. Right, it's the North Carolina Got to Be NC Pavilion. Okay, which is for Pennsylvania folks, the Got to Be NC, that's what it's called? Right, okay. and that's a department of our North Carolina Department of Agriculture's way of helping to celebrate the North Carolina food companies. Yes, yeah. so we would recognize that up north as um, the PA Preferred Program. Oh, I've heard which, of that. Yes, which is very similar then. Yeah. So the um, North Carolina program is what you would look for in a label for local North Carolina growers. Absolutely. Independent, you know, small yep. businesses. So. Well, the requirement is is that 70% of the content of the product either has to be grown in North Carolina or the product has to be manufactured here in the state. Okay. So what piqued my interest about your product is that it's something that is i don't know is there there's a buzz about it now there is um it's something that i never heard of until i had met a friend who is a german gal who grows her own in her own garden and uh, i had never heard of them before elderberries that's right so i'm so excited that you were here sampling your product oh good phoebe thank you glad we could share that with you okay so here's my question for you roger okay if people like me are new to elderberries and you wanted to introduce them as if it was some kind of blind date <laughs> how would you kind of pique their interest about elderberries especially if people don't know what they are well it's actually pretty easy because almost everybody that comes across the table either has maybe only heard of elderberry or they don't know what it is at all right so what I like to do is explain to them that elderberry is a Native American perennial superfruit it's a little bitty teeny tiny berry about the size of, the, of a BB, but while it's very small, it's quite large in its nutritional component. Okay. Vitamin A, vitamin B, B12, vitamin C, one ounce of elderberry extract has five times the vitamin C as orange juice without all the sugar. How many? What? Five times the vitamin C as orange juice ounce per ounce without the sugar. Wow, okay. Yeah. So a lot of times um, when you see elderberry in November and October, people will um, use it as something to boost their immune system. That's right. People tend to take it because it does provide a healthy boost to the immune system. Okay. But a couple of the other properties about the elderberry are that the vitamins and the minerals and the nutrition in the elderberry are all water soluble. So that makes it kind of like a liquid mega vitamin so we can absorb all that nutrition. The other thing about elderberry is it's super high in antioxidants. It's got nearly three times the antioxidant of a pomegranate, more than double the antioxidants of a blueberry. So people take it for that reason. The other thing about elderberry is it's well known for its antiviral and anti-flu properties. Okay. Mild laxative as well as a diuretic mm -hmm. and an anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory. That's part of the antioxidant component? Well, or? the anti-inflammatory part of the elderberry does do a lot to help people who do suffer a little bit from muscle and joint pain. Okay. Part of it is with the antioxidants in there, 
but also there's a pigment in the elderberry known as an anthocyanin. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes fruits either red, blue, black, or in the case of elderberry, very black. Right. Yeah. Red fruits have a little, even tomatoes will have some in there, the mm -hmm. blue fruits have more. Mm -hmm. Black fruits, even more, blackberry, black cherry. Right. But at the very top of that scale is that elderberry. That. So it's got the flavonoids and the bioflavonoids in there. Yeah. And all those kind of work in concert with each other to help restore a healthy balance, help keep us in balance. Right. Yeah. That's. I think it's amazing and it's something um, that's grown. And of course, you just said it was native to the U.S. Well, it, it's native here in North America, uh -huh. but the reality is, is that elderberry actually is found on six of our seven continents. Really? Globally, there's about 75 different species of elderberry. So here in the United States, we have three varieties of elderberry. We've got our black elderberry, known mm -hmm. as the elderberry uh, genus is Sambucus. So we have Sambucus canadensis here. Mm -hmm. But we also have the red elderberry, which is a racemosa, and then a blue elderberry. And I, the, the, the genus species, the species of the blue, has slipped my mind right okay. now, but that's more of a, a variety of elderberry we find in the Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest, okay. Yeah. And it grows a little bit more like a tree, but our Native American Sambucus canadensis is more like a shrub. Yes, okay. So when, um, here's one of my first questions. The name of your business is Norm's Farms. That's right. And you're Roger. Yep. So how did you get into, how does someone get into farming elderberries? Great because question. usually people farm like spinach or lettuce <laughs> or like you know how do people get into how did well this my father's you? name was norm mm -hmm. and norm was a very strong proponent of wildlife conservation and farmland preservation right so he was a gentleman farmer and we relied on what we call sharecroppers and we were growing mostly wheat corn and soybeans mostly soybeans with a rotation of wheat and corn every seven year well the farm is subject to um, a little bit of flooding from our creek bottoms and with the annual tillage when the creek would come out we'd lose a little bit of soil each and every year so what I told dad I said you know he wanted me to take over the farm because he's getting a little too old to do it and I said well you know I'd love to do this dad but I really don't want to grow soybeans and I'm pretty sure I know I don't want to grow animal feed right and there is absolutely no way I'm gonna grow GMOs mm -hmm. if, if I'm gonna run the farm I want to get away from the annual tillage and I want to go to permanent and perennial agriculture mm -hmm. so we settled on elderberry because it's something that would provide a cash crop to us right away we also plant things like mulberry and pecan and chestnut and walnuts and um, hazelnuts, really? Juneberry, amelanchier, okay. pawpaw, mm -hmm. and these are all things that take many, many years right. to grow. A pecan really doesn't mature and start producing any fruit at all for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Really takes about 50 years for a pecan tree to get big enough to be productive. So, with that in mind, you know, this whole idea is to create a legacy with our farm. We've actually put this farm aside into a trust. Really? So I'm the managing trustee of the farm. I don't actually own the farm. Mm -hmm. So the cool thing is, is we're doing this so that we create a legacy for future generations. One of the mm -hmm. things my father did was when I was 14 years old, we planted a whole hillside full of walnut trees. And while we were planting those seeds, he said, these trees are not for you, son. These trees are going to be for my grandchildren. Wow. It takes 80 to 100 years to produce a walnut, truck, a walnut tree big enough 
to make a lumber out of him, he held his hands out about the size of a pie plant, pie, a pie pan or a, a pizza plate. Mm -hmm. it takes a hundred years to produce a walnut log wow. big enough for lumber. Yeah. So if we want walnut lumber in a hundred years, we have to plant these seeds today. Right. So that's part of the legacy and part of the design with our farm mm -hmm. and to get away from that annual tillage where we lose soil. Right. As it is now, we're literally building soil from the bottom up and the top down. Mm -hmm. So now when the creek comes out, instead of losing soil, we're actually catching silt. Right. In some areas in my bottom, over the eight years, we've literally grown six inches of soil in that bottom. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's, this is true sustainable farming? Well, that's what we believe. Uh-huh. Okay. So when... A home grower who knows a little bit more about elderberries um, considers the growing factors for elderberries. It's usually like the damp soil, because they're t they tell you that's where you should put it, not in the dry soil. In well, they full do sun, like a nice, moist, cool soil environment, Phoebe. Mm -hmm. uh, the easiest way to replicate that is with a good deep layer of mulch. Right. The mulch is going to make the weeding much easier. Also, reduces the amount of weeds you're going to have if you do get them makes them very easy to get rid of mm -hmm. but that mulch also keeps that soil cool and moist so the sun isn't striking it and drying it out and that's the best thing you can do is provide that cool moist soil environment for your elderberries now do you sell cuttings from your plants in addition to the products that we're going we to do get we to? make we do? a full product line but if somebody is interested in growing elderberries we do provide cuttings for sale in mm -hmm. small quantities for the the backyard gardener for right. the do-it-yourself but if a commercial grower is ever interested in growing, we do have those same cuttings available in 1,000 lots. And if they buy them, then they save $1 per cutting. So it's literally $1,000 savings wow. to buy them by the 1,000 lot. Otherwise, they're $3 a piece, but by the 1,000 lot, they go to $2 each. Mm -hmm. So if someone's dreaming of creating their own legacy or... Or their own orchard, for, yes, diversify yes. a little farm income. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. just diversifying their orchard. But they um, are long-lived perennials, and depending on your age, most farmers are averaging about 60 years of age. Mm -hmm. So if you think about somebody 60 planting elderberries that are going to live to be 40 or 50 years old, they're literally planting them for their children, too. What are some of the common misconceptions that people have? Well, you're here sampling your products, so you have um, a liquid we do, Concentrate. a pure elderberry extract, we call it. Okay, and then you also have jams. We do, but the other supplement we have is, along with that elderberry extract, is our elderberry wellness syrup. Okay. The elderberry extract is all elderberry, mm -hmm. so we say that's a daily immune support. The elderberry wellness syrup is a combination of elderberry extract along with honey, cinnamon, and cloves. Mm -hmm. And we say that provides a soothing immune support. Okay. Yeah. When people see these products and you're and you're sharing information about them, is there a, a common question that people have, or have they have never heard of? Well, we have before? two really popular questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the very first question most people ask is, "What's an elderberry?" Mm -hmm. And then the next question that we get, second most popular question is, "What's the difference between jelly and jam?" No. Yes, I'm serious. Really? <laughs> but you sell jam. We do sell jelly okay. and jam. Oh, you sell jelly and jam. So just the elderberry people. jelly is made with our pure extract. So jellies are always okay. made with yes. juices. Mm -hmm. Jams are made with the whole fruit, but right. no seeds. Mm -hmm. We have a blueberry elderberry preserve. That's half elderberry jam and half fresh whole frozen blueberries. Mm -hmm. Because we use whole blueberries in that recipe, there'll be a few seeds in that. Right. So preserves always have whole fruit with the seeds, where jams, whole fruit, no seeds. That's really funny. That's one of the questions. Oh, I, mean, it, I get it all the time. <laughs> okay. And um, 
when people who, someone who's never had a, had anything elderberry, does it taste much different than um, a blueberry or a cranberry or? It does. It's quite unique in its flavor profile. It's kind of hard to describe. You know, when someone asks you what a strawberry tastes like, right? You know, there's really nothing to compare it to. Mm-hmm. At least with elderberry, there are some things that are somewhat comparative. Some people kind of say it'll remind them of a tart cherry, right? Or maybe the currant, right. if you've ever had currant juice. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of similar to that, but it's quite a lot different in that it really does excite the taste buds when you right. taste it. Okay. We absorb a little bit of nutrition sublingually through capillaries in our mouth, and you can literally feel that with the elderberry. Really? Oh, yeah. And the other thing is it'll make your mouth water like crazy. Mm-hmm. So as a diuretic, what it's doing is pulling moisture through the cell wall to dilute that juice, and you can feel that happening right in your mouth. Wow. The body is an amazing thing. It is an amazing thing. And especially when you treat it um, when you treat it well, right? Well, and you treat it well and you pay attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how can people find you? Oh, we're I mean, very easy to find. Mm-hmm. If you just Google Norm's Farms or Elderberry, we show up in all the, the uh, search engines. Okay. Our website is normsfarms.com. Mm-hmm. But you can also buy our product online at places like Amazon, yeah. Selena Naturally, Undiscovered Kitchens, Relay Foods, mm-hmm. and Abe's Market. And I think on your website, you have a link to local places that carry your product. We do. We have right. a little tab on our website. It's called Where to Buy. Right. And that's organized by state. Okay. You click on a state, and you can find all the locations throughout that state that mm-hmm. we're in. And we're in about 17 states now. Okay. And I think that we had talked, and you had mentioned that you're in the Pennsylvania area. We are. Specifically. We just got into Stoffers mm-hmm. of Kissel Hill. Yeah. And the way we got in there was going through a, a distributor called Garden Spot, yes. and they're located mm-hmm. right there in New Holland, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And they deal with a lot of the little mom and pop stores like Lemons yeah. Market, mm-hmm. and, uh, up in Weaver. Weaver. We've got the Weaver Market yeah. and different places like that. So, so it's exciting that we can find you in Pennsylvania. And yeah. you're growing. I can't even believe it. I can't. I was so excited. I can't even believe that you're growing elderberry here in the States. So yeah, that's it's very exciting. exciting. Yeah. yeah. And um, I wanted to ask you one other question. Oh, here it is. I know you carry, so you carry the extract and you carry the liquid and the jam and jelly. Yep. Do you sell the berries dried? Because uh, when you mentioned We are going to be introducing like the that. dried berries okay. this summer. We're going to pull some of that harvest aside to, uh, to mm-hmm. be able to dry those berries. Will that be like, um, you know, people eat goji berries or, you know, for Yeah, the reasons. elderberry itself is not quite as tasty as a goji berry. It's mm-hmm. a little bit uh, smaller and it's kind of crunchy. It is? Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, so, so people sometimes like it as a salad topping because, okay. you know, a little crunch in the salad's not too bad. Right. Uh, you can work it into a granola bar, right. that kind of stuff. Okay. Some people will blend them into a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually soak the dried elderberries in something like a vodka or grain alcohol to make a tincture. Yeah. And then okay. you just take Perfect. that take that tincture about a teaspoon at a time. Yeah. And that's, you know, I remember it's the essential herbal. Is that uh, Tina Sams puts out a magazine called the Essential Herbal, and tinctures was something we had talked about. Oh, so yeah. that's a great idea to do your own yeah. elderberry. Tincture. Well, and the other thing about a tincture like that, the alcohol actually acts as a preservative. Mm-hmm. With elderberry, unless you do what's known as a hot pack, and you do something to create a little bit of an acid profile, it won't preserve very well mm-hmm. in a bottle. So it's it's important, you know, that you keep that product preserved, mm-hmm. and and. It's a hot pack in the can is a little bit more complicated. Yeah. Alcohol, very easy as a preservative. Yes. Yeah. And, of course, you could use it as a tincture or for your own cocktails. Well, absolutely. You could use it as a cocktail <laughs> mixer that way, right? Exactly. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time. 
Phoebe, I know you thank have you to for, get back for to talking to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So we can find you at, again, we can find Norm's Farms. Um, it is normsfarms.com. That's easy enough, guys. Sure so go check enough. it out. Yeah. Thank you again so much. And I hope you have a great show here at the Christmas. Oh, it's been wonderful show. so far. Yeah. We've got a lot of support from uh, followers here in the Charlotte area. And our Department of Agriculture is going to sell all week, even while I'm gone. Yeah, good. Yeah. Wonderful. So thank you again. Thank you, Phoebe. And thanks for tuning in, guys. And you can find me at phoebespurefood.com for more recipes and destinations. And I'll be sure to put show notes in with links to find um, Roger's uh, information at Norm's Farms and, of course, the places you can find him locally. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye.